0: Welcome back to the Commerce Collective Podcast by Flywheel. This is part two of our special Amazon Podcast Junkin series recorded live at Unboxed featuring five Amazon execs. As mentioned in part one, which you need to listen to obviously, Flywheel had the honor of joining Amazon Ads' first ever Podcast junket, round robin style speed interview sessions with Amazon execs covering a variety of industry topics and product launches exclusively offered up to Amazon Ads partners who make podcasts. As always, I am your host, Emma Irwin, and I'm a senior editor and specialist at Flywheel. In this episode, you get to learn about how Amazon looks at growth and democratization of AMC from Miranda Chen, director of AMC growth and monetization, and Kelly McLean, VP of Amazon DSV, who tells us about product innovations related to DSP and the broader upper funnel programmatic landscape. With that, let's get into it and meet Miranda. Okay, gotta make sure I press record so that I actually capture something. But it is so lovely to meet you, Patrick. Also, he told me to ask you how your house renovations are going. <laughs> yes. As my icebreaker?
1: Yes, Patrick and I have met several times over the last couple of years, and it always seems to come back to our, our renovation. renovations. So, uh, it's going it's going well. It's going. It is on on the end, and I got a, a call from my contractor about grout immediately before I entered this room. So. So yeah, thanks for thanks for being for letting me be here and congratulations on the announcement around Thank you so much. Flywheel Commerce Cloud. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to see it come to life and be pushed
0: out to like the general public. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's have you actually introduce yourself oh, to the podcast.
1: Yes. I'm just an expert home renovator. <laughs> <laughs> Will you give me just your name and your title a little bit about your role? I'm Miranda Chen. I am the director of growth and monetization for Amazon Marketing Cloud, or AMC for short. I'm sure your listeners are very familiar with AMC. (laughs) I've been at Amazon for 11 and a half years and almost always in advertising, but held a variety of roles across multiple different teams. And now at AMC, I lead... Several teams across product and engineering focused on um, our audience activation capabilities, making AMC easier to use for more and more customers, as well as GTM and overall customer enablement for AMC through sessions like these, unboxed, kind of our ongoing certifications. Amazing.
0: Thank you. What is the last thing you purchased from Amazon?
1: I buy a lot from Amazon, yeah, but me too. I think. Right before I walked out, I bought this. It's like a, called a rainbow catcher, and I saw it on an article for it was it was a list of things that you get for someone who has everything. But it's basically a little tiny crystal that you stick in your window that spins and throws little rainbows around the around the room. So
0: I immediately knew what you were talking about. Because yeah, I, I am one of those, those people who, need, who has everything. Who
1: need like a little rainbow in their in their home office? So yeah, I got it for a friend who. I thought whose spirits could be lifted. That's amazing. Okay, into
0: actual business. As someone responsible for growth and monetization of the Amazon Marketing Cloud, I'm assuming you're pretty in tune with like who's actually using AMC. And I'm really curious. This is a question I've had since the like launch of AMC. I'm curious if it's more so like individual brands leaning into AMC or if you're seeing more so agencies doing it on behalf of
1: brands. It's a good question. We spend a lot of time looking at our metrics to better understand um, how the product is being used and what we what we could be doing better. But to answer your question, it is actually both. So both direct brands as well as partners and agencies on their behalf. So I would say the majority of the usage, particularly today, is still being driven by independent agencies. We're seeing an uptick in sort of the big six holdco and individual opcos as well as direct brands. And so it really comes down to who has the right resources. I think a lot of independent agencies such as as Flywheel have seen AMC as a really key tool as, as part of their overall, like, challenge value proposition. So really anyone, though, who's kind of leaned in, seen the value proposition has been able to generate great insights out of AMC. And
0: you mentioned part of your role has to do with increasing adoption of AMC. What Are some of the maybe even product launches or announcements that have come out of Unbox that have to do with increasing adoption of AMC?
1: One of the things we announced today was AMC Template Analytics. So Emma seems very excited about this. Well, that's what I I
0: wrote it in my notes, and I was like, I
1: hope she says this. (laughs) Yeah, so it's something we've been working on for a while, and basically, it's we've taken. A handful of our most popular queries and then created templates so that so that customers who don't actually know SQL can just enter like a simple array of inputs and then be able to generate the insights. So, you know, it's actually only our first step towards making things easier. We want to invest in more point and click solutions to enable other personas that who don't know SQL to better use AMC. But we see it as as a key first step in effectively democratizing insights, you know, the power of AMC to more and more customers.
0: When I read that release, I was so excited because I don't know SQL. And <laughs> so, but I was like, hey, this would probably, I think a lot of people don't know SQL in our industry unless you're a data analyst or scientist or whatever. And it helps really increase adoption and get more people
1: using AMC to see the amazing capabilities that
0: you can find in there.
1: Yeah, that's actually, um, you know, in some ways I'm a great guinea pig for like this persona because I also don't know SQL. And so when I first joined the team and was starting to dig in, I had to... I went on a big learning journey to, to understand, like, what AMC enabled customers to do. So I think it's something very, very powerful. And so we, we just want to make more folks have access to it.
0: Amazing. I'm curious, when you're in your role looking at AMC, what sets AMC apart from other clean rooms?
1: It's a good question. I would say a couple things come to mind. One is that we think AMC is private and secure by design. So it's a technology we... At Amazon, have invested in for a long time. We think it's sort of going to enable privacy marketing. We think it's a durable solution, given you know ongoing industry changes. We think it provides power to the advertiser because they own the own signals, their own signals within their instance. But at the same time, you know we want to enable advertisers' choice to be able to use a variety of. third-party partners to work with AMC. So we've got integrations with, you know, several customer data platforms. If, you know, an advertiser wants to bring their own first-party conversions, so whether it's product catalog data, is it direct-to-sales conversion, stuff like that, to be able to Better understand, generate insights both on their first-party data as well as Amazon signals to understand what's driving what results and what's the power of Amazon ad spending on, you know, say driving foot traffic into their store. So I think that's that's probably been been the key, and we continue to invest in the technology.
0: I have one more question for you. That's businessy. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about. It's amazing I have a job. AMC look-alike audiences. <laughs>
1: I do my best. Yeah. So we announced AMC lookalike audiences today, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's the ability to create similar audiences based on an AMC seed. So we launched rule-based audiences earlier this year where customers could take an insight that they were generating from AMC then actually activate that, that audience directly into the DSP and then see those results. And then lookalike audiences takes that seed one step further. So advertisers can choose from a series of levers, like what size is their audience? What what should their seed be? How relevant do they want their audience? And then actually use AMC to, to generate a more expansive audience to find more and more customers that are considered alike. So Group M worked with... The Colgate brand, Irish Spring, this is like old school, old school soap, and they created a lookalike audience off of the top 10% of their spenders, and they saw 21% increase in ROAS from that audience. So it's exactly like that holy grail, generating flexible, privacy-safe insights across like a combination of first-party and third-party signals to reach more customers. Amazing. Okay, last question for
0: you. What are you
1: looking forward to the most out of the rest of Unboxed? Well, tomorrow I have another panel about Amazon Marketing Cloud and actually accelerating business outcomes. So I'm going to be talking on stage with two of our large enterprise marketers, direct brands, Cox Communications, as well as Procter & Gamble. And each has taken a different approach to their journey with AMC and driving really, really great outcomes. So Cox is obviously one that doesn't sell in the Amazon store, but has leveraged their own first-party signals at scale to drive efficiency and better answer questions that they couldn't before. And then, yeah, P&G is obviously a brand that sells a lot of products on Amazon, including to me, and has really leaned into AMC for a lot of their marketing objectives.
0: Thank you so much for your time and
1: being willing to participate. This is so exciting. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a lot of fun.
0: And last, but certainly not least, of my five interviews with Amazon, let's talk to
2: Kelly about DSP and what her team is up to. Hi, I'm Kelly McLean. I support our Amazon demand side platform at Amazon, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Perfect. Thank you. What is the last thing you purchased on Amazon? (laughs) Really good question. So, I have three girls, and my youngest is having her fifth birthday tomorrow. So, I bought these enormous frozen life size balloons. She loves frozen. So, yes. <laughs> yes. I love frozen too. I do, too, like, actually. Iconic movies. <laughs> it is. I agree.
0: Okay. So, focusing on your role as VP, Amazon DSP. The line I was given about your role is that you're driving growth in the advertising industry, focusing on Amazon's ability to combine its signals with advertisers, helping brands reach new prospective customers to efficiently drive sales Say yeah, sales at scale and grow their business. I got it, it all. It rolls <laughs> off your
2: tongue, right? Really easy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. so
0: I'm kind of curious on the product side, and this is a relatively simple question, but not everyone understands DSP. And so I'm wondering, can you help someone who's not in product not entirely familiar with DSP, understand what focusing on combining Amazon signals with
2: advertisers actually means? Like, what does that do? Very good question. So I think as we think about where we're at today, right? Marketers have so much data and they have their... You know, CRM data. So any email information or any any information they have about their customers. And then oftentimes marketers will layer that on with what we call third-party data, right? So additional data that they may buy in the industry. And then there's Amazon signals, right? So Amazon it has a variety of different signals from what people are buying, browsing, streaming in, in a privacy safe way. And what's happening is that Marketers are, are struggling with how much data and signals is available in the market and what to do with that and how to activate that with their advertising. And so what we're excited about is really leveraging all of these signals, providing marketers with the ability within Amazon Marketing Cloud backed by AWS technology to simplify all of the complexity, understand more about who their customers are by leveraging all of the great signals that Amazon has and then make it really easy to activate and deliver ads to people that they're trying to reach and and new audiences they're trying to reach via the demand side platform. Does that make sense? It did make sense. I'm following. I'm tracking.
0: (laughs) I know you were. That's usually the bare minimum. No, not at all. If I understand most people do. Okay. I'd love to talk about some of the product launches related to DSP and your role. And something that I, one of the press releases is for the Amazon Publisher Cloud. And I would love for you to tell me about that because not only was DSP hard for me to first understand, but then you throw in the publishers being able to input data into a cloud and
2: layer it onto multiple other things. Can you help me understand Amazon Publisher Cloud? Definitely. Definitely. So Amazon Publisher Cloud is a new clean room technology that's um, built on top of AWS clean rooms and powered by Amazon ads to basically help publishers combine any first party signals that they have about the audiences that might be visiting their site every day with um, all of those secure uh, signals that Amazon may have. Right. And the neat thing is that it's providing publishers more insight into what their audiences care about. So, for example, if you're a publisher and you have a, a website You might know certain demographics about your audience at a high level, but then if you layer on the power of Amazon advertising, we have the ability to now tell you you actually have all of these different lovers of pets, for example, right, on your site that you may not have realized. And then the publisher now has the ability to create a deal, activate it through the Amazon DSP, and and connect with marketers who maybe have pet food companies, right, or who might be trying to reach audiences of pet, pet lovers, um, and we've actually seen a, a really recent campaign with NBC Universal, who ran uh, through Amazon Publisher Cloud, and actually they reached over three and a half times the desired audience versus a similar campaign. So the the results are really encouraging. And I'm happy to kind of maybe port that into the DSP if that's helpful, because you talked about the complexity between, between the Please two. Please do. And- I love it. That's how I asked the question. <laughs> no. And then I was like, wait, those aren't the same no, thing, no. Emma. Dang it. No, it's a good question, right? And you know, I think with clean rooms, we now have Amazon Marketing Cloud, which is clean room, safe clean room environment for marketers, publisher cloud, which is a clean room environment for publishers. And then the, you can think of the DSP as really helping to connect both advertisers and publishers via the publisher cloud, and then connect marketers to audiences leveraging the DSP to activate. Probably not as simple as I laid it out, but that's that's really how, how we think about it. And the demand side platform, I think a lot of folks often see it as overwhelming right there's a lot of complexity and and tools and customization that we've been offering and so our goal has really been to simplify and so we've um really taken a a much more focus on what we call goal-based workflows and goal-based bidding so we want to simplify it for our partners and marketers what's your goal? What are you trying to do, right? Are you trying to drive more conversions? You're trying to drive reach. And then we're able to help with recommendations and, and guidance, provide, make it easier to set up your campaign. And then a lot of the performance improvements we've been talking about this week are on the back end. So once we know what your goal and your objective is, we've been leveraging a lot of deep learning, machine learning models, to then optimize and deliver your campaign to drive those, those best outcomes. And we've actually been seeing over 40% reduced cost CPA to date, which is pretty exciting. We've had some auto brands who've been testing a lot of different categories. And so we're thrilled with the updates, but we, we definitely have a lot more to do and continue to simplify.
0: It's amazing like how much your role touches just all of these different parts of the industry as a whole, like people who sell on Amazon, people who don't, and all of these different brands. One last product that I'd love to talk to you about is the Cross-Channel Planner, because I understood this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you understand all of it. You're not giving yourself enough credit.
0: <laughs> I-, I love that self-deprecating humor, <laughs> but can you tell me a little bit about the Cross-Channel Planner and how that ties into everything you just said about
2: simplification? Yes, Definitely. So as you think about cross-channel planner, so this is really providing external agencies, um, partners with audience insights to kind of inform more of that longer-term annual or quarterly planning and um, cross-product marketing plans for advertisers. So most simply, we've had channel planner, which you can think of as being much more uh, streaming TV, reach curve focused, and used for more upfront conversations. And so we're excited with cross-channel planner to help. In addition to that, as kind of our next product. Full funnel, helping you, you know, get much more guidance and recommendations on where could you better efficiently be spending um, your budgets across the funnel, right, through awareness all the way to purchase. So. And we've actually seen some good early results. I'm going to throw a, a, another um, great case study. Let's we had do a, it. We had a baby brand who was able to reach relevant audiences and, and better allocate spend. And they activated their campaign. So they used cross-channel planner, activated through the DSP, used custom banner ads to direct new shoppers to their online store. And this resulted in a four and a half click-through rate and 11% increase in purchase rate. And and this kind of goes Back to kind of, you know, what I was mentioning earlier is we really want to make it easy to reach audiences where they spend their time. And we recognize that that can be on Amazon and that also can be beyond Amazon across the across the Internet. So we're excited on creating more capabilities to make it easier to plan, measure and activate in doing that.
0: Perfect. Last question for you. What are you
2: the most excited for, for the rest of Unboxed? (laughs) That's a really good question. I'm going to be biased because there's a session on the DSP that one of my team members is leading. So I um, I will say probably that one, but how about yourself? I am just so, it's so cool to interview
0: so many people from Amazon. That doesn't happen very often, <laughs> if ever. And so this is like
2: my Super Bowl this right is here. cool. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you. This has been really, really exciting for us uh, as well. So appreciate your partnership. Of course. And with that, you've made it to the true end of our Amazon
0: podcast junket series recorded live at Amazon Unboxed. Make sure to listen into to both episodes and be on the lookout for even more unboxed content coming your way soon. I've been your host, Emma Irwin. I'm ready for a nap and we'll see you next time.